What's up, everybody? Dr. Saqib here. Um, I want to take this moment to make a video for one of the biggest months in the lives of many Muslims, including myself. So a lot of you who know me, you know I am a Muslim. I was originated in Pakistan and we moved here. Um, and I've been kind of building my world in, in the States, but my roots still kind of go back to home. Um, so Ramadan is coming up. Ramadan starts. This Tuesday, um, we base Ramadan off of the lunar calendar, and each year it changes. So I remember this time last year, I was in quarantine, I was able to be home the entire time. It was the first time in a while, so it was a huge blessing. And this year, things are a little different. But, like every year, I like to educate people on what we put ourselves through as Muslims, and the reason why, and why we do it. A lot of my friends ask me why we're doing it. So today, I decided to kind of take it to a different level and kind of give my whys and why we do it and what we don't want to do for those of you who participate, what we do want to do. And then if you're around us as I'm fasting, what you should be doing and what you not should be doing. So it kind of educates on many levels. And that's all I'm going for. So give you a basis. Ramadan itself is part of the Muslims five pillars, right? So fasting is one of the five pillars that we abide by The reason why we fast is a lot just to kind of live the way of the Prophet We abstain from water and food between sunrise and sunset Not to starve ourselves because we enjoy doing it, but to create habits and what I mean by that is during that time of fasting, you're supposed to break your bad habits. You're supposed to break those habits that don't go in the, in the footpath of what Islam teaches us and what you should really truly believe in. It also teaches you patience, meaning we can't eat, we can't drink, and you have to be patient for sunset. You have to abide by the rules until sunset so you can break your fast. But typically you abstain from food and water to kind of be aware of everything else. Um, over the years I've done it is what we learn is you learn the privilege how privileged you are right and how much we take things for granted like a, a cup of water or a cup of coffee that I, I drink on a religious basis and now that I don't have that can I create myself to be the same resilient human being and the same great human being and not be in this hanger stage um, and understand that we're doing it for a good cause we're not doing it to starve ourselves we're doing it to learn patience break away from bad habits you're supposed to do a lot no swearing you abstain from things that are against the religion you're supposed to give charity charity is one of the biggest points here to be noted and giving to others because we've been blessed and granted with so much in our lives that now that you're abstaining from it you can give to others those that don't who don't have much those that suffer on a daily basis give to them and take time for that aside from that it's a month of worship it's a month where you as muslims and we as muslims should be essentially 
praying and counting our blessings and gratitude and take that worship into a new level getting closer to God and that's why you're doing it you're living the footsteps of the prophet to get closer to God and from there how much can you learn and value and create value for those things and that's pretty much the quick gist of why we do it it's a 30 day long process right so start on the sixth or seventh depending on the moon because again we base it off the lunar calendar and 30 days from that day at the end of Ramadan we have Eid al-Fitr which is our holiday to celebrate a long month of fasting so a quick synopsis if you have further questions we can continue on with that but for Muslims fasting the biggest thing I don't want people to do and I'm guilty of it myself at times is stop complaining we 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 were born into this religion we practice the religion so just because you have to fast doesn't mean the world's coming to an end it's just a 16-hour window and that's okay because on a busy day when I'm working 12 15 13, 14 hours I forget to eat or drink at times so it's normal at this point so you complaining is going away from why you should be fasting number two is the main purpose that we're doing this for is to better ourselves and become better human beings right being more positive not spreading out that negative energy and taking things for gratitude so make sure you're doing that counting your gratitude you're doing your worships you're doing your prayers and making sure you're becoming a better person so if you have these habits i have a few habits that during this 30 days i will work on and make sure i don't go back into those habits because i know for myself they're not the best thing for me they're not going to bring the best version of myself so i'm going to change those um, lastly, don't neglect the value of it. This comes once a month every year. And each year we anticipate it and we get nervous. We get nerve-wracking. And I'll be honest with you, there's times where I don't want to wake up. And my siblings and my mother or my father knocking on the door and it's 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I don't want to eat. But then you remind yourself of why you're doing it. And remind yourself of the purpose behind it. You're bettering yourselves. Um, and that's primarily it. So aside from that, in terms of the biggest question I always get as background and strength conditioning and now as a physical therapist is what about my gains what about my muscle mass what about my fat loss etc fasting during ramadan should not be the time where you peak in performance it should not be the time where you now start to consider to go on a diet because that defeats the purpose of it. The, the more so is the worship aspect right but yes you can utilize this time to maximize your fat loss you might not maximize muscle mass gain, right? It's going to be a little harder to do because we are dehydrated. We are different aspects of nutrition we're neglecting and missing out on. But I want to touch on a few things that kind of remind me is number one, listen to your body. Why I say that is because those 16 hour window right now, depending on location. So in the States and New Jersey, we're looking at a 16 hour window of Ramadan fasting time frame, right? We're dehydrated and we're malnutrition, meaning for those 16 hours when you're up and working or you're up and out of your day, can't drink water, you can't eat regularly. So you're going to be malnutrition. So if your body is telling you to rest, listen to your body and rest, okay? Doesn't mean you have to stop working out. Doesn't mean you have to stop your exercise. It doesn't mean you have to stop your rehab exercises either, right? It means listening to your body what the most appropriate time of eating should be. Number two, adequate nutrition and water is going to be a key component. General rule of thumb for water is half your body weight in ounces a day is what you should be drinking for, for health. During Ramadan, because you're going to be dehydrated, you're also sleep deprived because of the way we're sleeping and eating, you should drink more water during the windows you're allowed to eat. Yes, it might be hard to stay up till midnight or 11 or 10.30 for some of us drinking water, but make sure you actually hydrate. Add some electrolytes in there. This is where your branching amino acids do become a very good important factor to put into that water as you're opening up and going into 
into prayer. You go to Maghreb or Isha prayer, put some BCAs in that water and drink that and you'll definitely increase your hydration. Nutrition is a key component here, right? So a lot of times during the month of Ramadan, we splurge. We get to binge at the end of the night and it's great. You can load up on the food. Be smart about the choices. Don't load up immediately. And also, what type of food are you eating? Are you going to eat the fast fried samosas and bakoras, or are you going to go the route of fruit, vegetables, and your lean meats and your good carbohydrates? That's a decision enough for you. I'm not going to tell you how to run and eat, but if you really want to maximize your fitness results and not lose quote unquote, which you won't really lose much, lose your muscle mass, or if you want to lose more weight, essentially when you go fat loss, then make smarter choices. Grab the fruit and vegetable first, add some water, and then wait a little bit, get a lean meat of protein in there. Protein is going to be the most neglected piece of uh, macronutrient in our diets. Why? Because we don't think about it enough and it's just common, right? We load up on carbohydrates, so reverse the process. Get your veggies, fruits, and protein in first, then go to your carbs. That way you're not loading up too many carbohydrates. And that's been a process that I've been doing for a while and I've seen significant benefit for it. If you really want to maximize muscle mass, which it might not be a thing, limit your cardiovascular exercise, okay? A lot of times we do a lot of cardio, it's going to deplete the muscles that are already deprived, right? So you want to kind of cut that back a little bit to maybe 30 minutes, three or four times a day, a week, I mean, um, and see how that plays out. You won't maximize muscle mass. You're going to maintain. The biggest thing you can do this month is maintain it, right? If you want to really maximize, you're going to have to change your entire schedule around. And you can maximize during this time frame. You don't have to go off a plan. Like for myself, I'm in a process where I know in June I want to compete into powerlifting again. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my entire cycle. I'm going to change what times I'm lifting, how I'm sleeping, and I'm going to change that. And this will be the first time I'm challenging myself to change that routine to see if I can get some maximal results. Each year I've been playing around with it. The year prior, so last year, I went more of the intermittent fasting approach. And a lot of us hear the trend of intermittent fasting. For a lot of people, intermittent fasting has become a lifestyle commitment. And this, during Ramadan, there's no difference. You're already at a 16 window of a fasting period. You add two more hours, which might be the best bet for you, might not, whatever it may be. But that's the same approach you can take, right? You go 16 hours of deprivation, then from there, have your first meal, go get a quick workout in, have your second meal, and then when you wake up for Sahur in the morning, there's your next meal, and then start your 16 hours again. So there's a way of doing that, and intermittent fasting has been shown to maximize fat loss. So this could be a process for you to start to maximize fat loss during this time frame. Again, you're not going to Ramadan to change your physique and change your body. You're going for spiritual and worship purposes. But if you want to think fitness, this is a great way to excel that process for you. If you really want to enhance your body and you're thinking mind, body, soul, this is a great way to incorporate that. Then also realize that one thing that my father's influence on us and my parents has just been more so prayer also is exercise for a lot of people that don't know we pray five times a day and when we're up and down we're moving back and forth and it's just essentially thinking of doing a squat to a toe flexion going into a child's pose coming back up so there are movements you're doing quite religiously so don't neglect your prayers obviously that can also count for exercise to so know that you are still going to get movement in your day-to-day -day basis um, and the biggest thing the, that like, people don't realize is you are sleep deprived, okay? So open your fasting window around 7.30, 7.40. You go an hour first prayer and then you wait a couple hours for your next prayer. And during Ramadan, we pray Namaz al-Dravi, which is more at the evening. And it's a longer period of time for prayer. So typically you're not done praying until 10.30. 
get to bed by 11, 11.30. And for me, everyone knows me, I sleep early. So that means I'm in bed by 11, 11.30 and I gotta be back up at 4 a.m. to get my first meal or my only meal in the morning before the sunrise comes into play, um, before first prayer, which is in Fajr. So you are sleep deprived. And that's why it comes back to rule number one is listening to your body. Yes, you can maximize fat loss. Yes, you can maximize and actually get some muscle gains. But listening to your body is going to give you that T example. This is also where you can really get injured. And that's the PT side of you coming in that our joints are deprived of nutrition. Our, our muscles are deprived of water. Our muscles are deprived of nutrition. You are malnutritioned at times. So just be smart about how you go about your training program. Reducing... The amount of volume you're doing is going to be a key component. Reducing the amount of load you put onto your body is a key component. Last year, I was introduced to blood flow restriction as, as part of my routine during Ramadan, and I was able to work my body in a lower load and a lower volume base and still maintain the results I've had. Um, I added a, a, a casein protein to my diet. I used Hexapro from Allmax, um, and it was a delayed protein. So I took that in the morning, I took that in the evening, and it broke over time. So there are tricks of the trades that you can do to really maximize protein synthesis for your muscle, but also maintain nutrition and maintain those micro and macronutrients that your body really deprives and comes in. And again, we can go on this lecture for hours. I wanted to use this video to give everyone a gist of what you can do. And if you have any further questions, please reach out to me. And if I can't answer them, I have friends and I have family that can answer those for you. The last thing I want to touch base on is for those of you who do not practice Ramadan, meaning my friends, my coworkers, um, the people I'm going to interact with. Number one, understand why we're doing it and know that we're doing it for a purpose, not to starve ourselves, not to change our physique. Number two is be patient with us as we are taught patience during the time, meaning a lot of times my energy levels will change. Um, my tone will change and that's how it's going to happen, right? And it's not just me, it's going to be everyone. So understand that we, we're there. We might not look like we're there, but it's because, hey, 16 hours is a long time. Um, but that's no excuse for us to change who we are. It's an excuse for us to kind of build more resiliency in us and really grow and excel who we want to become. Um, and I, I wrote this last one down because kids are mean. All right. So when I was a kid and started the fast, we were getting picked on all the time in grade school and middle school. It was like, your breath stinks. Why aren't you eating? You're doing this. And we were isolated in the library. And I hated that, right? I hated going to the library during lunchtime um, while my friends were playing. So just know that teaching the young ones, um, especially in those days, and even for us adults, learning about a different culture is going to be very beneficial for us to understand what someone else is kind of going through. And that's what they always say. You don't know someone else's story, right? You don't know what we've been through. And a lot of times when they look at this month, there's a lot more involved than the average person knows. There's more praying. There's more late nights. There's nights in between where we spend overnight praying. Um, so those are things that they do take a toll on the human and it's just not going to be something that we adapt to over time because it, it comes and goes, right? It's 30 quick days. We're not doing those nights every day. It's every other, every often, every seven days and more so towards the end of Ramadan. Um, so we adapt and that's what we want to teach is adaptation. I think that's the biggest thing you get from this month is adapting to the environment and adapting to the culture, right? And essentially realizing that there is a purpose of why we do this. So just know if we can educate one another and why it's happening. And also, do your own research. What I'm telling you is things that I've been researching from personal experiences and reading other people's work. I am no genius at the subject. I am still learning till date. I'm still learning more about why Ramadan exists in, in the Muslim life and Islam and what 
it truly values. And each year I've enhanced that knowledge and I, I append everyone to do the same thing. And it might not just be for Ramadan, there's other, there's the Lent just occurred, Easter was just celebrated. Um, those are things that we should also as a society realize that it's important to learn about other cultures for ourselves. So this was my quick 101 on Ramadan for you. If you guys have any other questions, comment below, let me know, and I hope that you can enjoy it as much as I will do. Thank you.